Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to make marketing, money, and mindset your superpowers. Because the world needs more women taking up more space. And together, we can do this through growing our businesses, our platforms, and our communities. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach and speaker based in Melbourne, Australia. Twice a week, you'll hear honest, insightful conversations with my guests, along with a dose of real talk from me. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now, let's get into the show. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. First of all, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell everyone what it is that you do. Who are you? And you better explain your beautiful accent too. (laughs) It's a bit of a hybrid now. I get people can't always pick it. So I'm from England originally, and I've been in Australia for 15 years now. And I'm married to a very Australian sounding person. So I've picked up a (laughs) lot. With a very like Australian kind of job. Yeah, he's a tree climber. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, for me, I am a website designer. So I always was branding and web. I'm really gearing more towards website design. So I'm a web designer that works with small business owners to create beautiful websites that convert customers. And by that, I mean, I really focus on user experience. So the way that the customer travels through your website to buy your product and SEO, which is obviously how you get your website seen. So I find those two are really important for me. And yeah, my websites are usually quite kind of clean looking and I don't do a lot of the crazy animations and flourishes. I'm a very nice and clear and clean white space kind of website builder. I love it. And just helps people take action on there and yeah. not get like overwhelmed or distracted so very smart tell us like how long have you had your business Rachel it's been a funny one I have a bit of a convoluted journey to what I do so in London I worked for the International New York Times which was a really cool job and I worked in marketing and they started teaching me design and I was listening to your podcast the other day and it really resounded with me because after a year in marketing and a nine-to-five job it was my first job out of uni I was like oh man year two starts and it's just the same and it's the, is oh. this like live? Is yes. This, is, is this it? <laughs> so I actually handed in my notice because I was like, I want to be excited by my work. And they created an autonomous role for me. So I got to control what I picked and chose to do. And I worked with all the sales team for the newspaper. And they started teaching me a bit of design. And I just really, I obviously then had the startings of wanting to work for myself without realizing. But then I quit uh, six months later. They were about to transfer me to Paris. And I met the handsome Australian. <laughs> and I moved to Australia. And we randomly, to get my visa extended, you have to do environmental work. So because he was a tree climber, I thought I'll go, we'll just work in the bush for three months and I'll get my visa extended. And then it went really well. So we stuck with it as a company and we built this company over five years. And I decided to study in my evenings because it was very unskilled labor that I was doing for our company. And when we needed our own website, I didn't want to pay someone. I thought I'll learn how to do it. So yeah, that's how I got into starting my own one. And I studied for a couple of years And I just loved it so much. It was almost a hobby outside of our big, serious trades company. So I just started doing work for friends on the side and like charging nothing. It was more like a hobby. Ten years in, we sold our company. And then, yeah, my husband said, you know, it's your turn. We've been doing my company for 10 years. What do you want to do? And I used to want to be a lawyer. And he went, you could study law. And I was thinking, I couldn't think of anything worse now that I've got kids. Yeah, you got two gorgeous sons. Two boys, yeah, eight and ten. So they've always seen me working as well, which uh, it's been, you know, you've got to balance that side of it. But yeah, that was three years ago we sold the other company, 2019. So I thought about it, we took some time off and went to England for a bit 
right before COVID, which was good. And then I really started working on my own business January 2020 and launched full time July 2020. So that's two years coming up, which is exciting. Then you joined the Modern Marketing Collective like 2021. You're coming up to a year, I think. I'm coming up to a year. And it was purely because someone in my web design Facebook group you were doing the reels challenge. I was so shy, I was rubbish at social media and I just started like using a strategy for socials and I felt like I was finally, because I was a terrible at socials, I would like once a month think, oh, I better post something and Google a quote about web design and just post that. <laughs> so I started doing a strategy after doing the Profit Lovers, I did a little bit with her. Her plan and track website changed everything for me. So I started picking a theme and locking it in and making a strategy and actually being intentional about what I was sharing. But I was still very nervous about being on the videos and uh, I'd had braces at the time and I was like, no one wants to see me with braces. I can't be, I can't be on a video with, with big old 15 year old braces. <laughs> so I did your challenge um, to get myself to do it. Then I loved it so much and we chatted on the DMs of it. And yeah, I just spent all this money on another course and I was like, oh, I'm not sure I should do it. go ahead. And then I was thinking the one thing I still can't get right in my business is my marketing. <laughs> ironically with a marketing background but you never focus it's on your like own stuff. It's like that though it's so much easier I think for other to, to look at other people's businesses and you came to my retreat Rachel and I think there it's as well it's like we all have so many ideas for other people's businesses yes. don't you think it's like endless and then we come to ours we're like oh I got like a mental block here. Yes exactly <laughs> or you put it off so much because yeah you're busy with your own clients but yes yeah, so I signed up for the modern marketing collective and I reckon you released the retreat about four weeks after I signed up and I'm like I'm coming <laughs> so good I want to kind of take the listeners through really like how your business has developed over so you launched mid 2021 so coming up to your two-year business anniversary what did it look like then what were you offering and then we'll go all the way through to where you're at now yeah definitely so when I started I was definitely doing everything thinking I should offer every single thing that a designer could possibly do. So I was doing graphic design, so branding, logos, marketing material, all of that, plus starting websites for the first time. So I dabbled in a bit with websites and I, had, I just used to build them with HTML and CSS. So they were really basic, but pure coded. And then I decided to try WordPress, which I was really anti for ages because it's so template based. So I did a WordPress course and then found a Oxygen Builder is the name of the plugin I used to build, but you can disable the whole theme and build your own thing. So for me, it worked really well because I had the background in HTML and CSS. So I was yeah. dabbling with that. But when you're starting out, you're so slow. I reckon my first website that I sold took me about 65 hours. <laughs> And I sold it for, I think, 18, no, not even that, $1,200 Yeah. for like a multi-page e-commerce website. I went yes. straight in the deep end and I have this quote from Richard Branson, which is never say you can't do anything when someone hires you, just say yes and then figure it out. And I love that. It's very interesting because like you would have got paid less than you are now and it took you so much longer. And it's really interesting to think how sometimes in other professions or even as we develop in our business, we kind of get attached to the hourly rate kind of thing. And we'll, and we'll talk about what you're doing now with your business, but it makes no sense when you get better at what you do and you get quicker at what you do and your output and, and work actually becomes higher quality. 
And then also your price should probably go up as well because you're able to deliver it to the client even quicker. But yeah, it's just an interesting thing. Like back when you're, when you're starting out, it takes you so long. You're not really charging all that much, but it's just like the rite of passage and the natural progression to then get faster, but then demand more for what you do or the same or whatever it might be. And it takes you much less time. Yeah, I, I listened to a really good tech talk about that because they're saying when you get clients, say, but you've done it so quickly. It's like, well, would you rather pay someone to do it much slower because they don't have the experience and <laughs> skills. Yes, that's it. That's it. I got really lucky. With, I had a lot of contacts in our tree climbing industry and they all need, like, I've done that many tree websites and logos. <laughs> I'm all out of tree ideas now for logos. So, yeah, so I was just picking up a lot of word of mouth work and, um, you know, it was really slow to start with. And I did, I signed up with another course to start with that was about being a, how to build your web, like your design business. And that really helped me work out what I needed to do to create, like, you know, you can do the work, but it's finding the clients. And that's what your thing is all about, right? Finding the clients. So it started off quite slow, but then I was booking relatively steadily, but small jobs. And there was a lot of feast and famine, like big months, small months. And um, but yeah, it was all across all the board. It was, I was just literally offering everything. And I actually had a really crap website for the first <laughs> 18 months. I put it up so quickly thinking I would then spend time on it. But I got so busy trying to build the business and I would literally say to clients, don't look at my website, I'll send you to a client website. <laughs> So I finally built my website late last year over lots of 90s rom-coms in the evenings. <laughs> it's like the tradies. It's like, oh, gosh, don't look at my house. It's half built because, you know, your focus is on on helping other people with yes, their projects. exactly. Yeah. And it was good because I did have good clients. But, yeah, I think being slow meant I wasn't making great money that first, very first year. Once I hit my second year, I, I did quite well. I made 60 grand in my first full financial yes. year. Yes. But it was feasting famine. So it's hard to budget because I'd make like a thousand dollars one month, eight thousand one month, which would be, I'd be like, yeah, this is it, and then I'd go back to a <laughs> thousand. And I started to realise what I enjoyed working on. So I much prefer the website of stuff. And I found that I would find clients that because I'm charging low, it's like I don't know they don't see the value in you. So then they would want all this stuff. And I found that I was making quite a low hourly rate when I based it off time and what I was doing. I think we were chatting on a coaching call. Was it towards the start of this year, maybe? Or towards the end of last year? It was probably last year, actually. But it was around the way that you're structuring your business and your different offerings. Do you want to talk people through what changes you've made and why and kind of the realizations you had? And I guess like being bold in what you actually offer in your business to move from not offering certain things and really dialing into your point of difference? Yeah, this last year has been so good for that. Obviously, the children are school, so I have a very short window of time to work in. And I would find that I hated the juggle of I'd have one client where I'd be at the very start of a website and another client I'm waiting for the copy and another client wants business cards. And I, you'd be juggling so much. I'd do a little bit of everything every day. And then I felt like I was never achieving anything. So I started to block out my time in three hours or six hour slots. So I'd either book a three hours on one job or a six hour. And I had it all in my diary and I would literally block it out so I could see my upcoming weeks. And then I came across this style of working called day rates. And I was like, oh my God, that that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's all about just being focused and, and being productive in the time you have rather than spreading thin across everything. So it really resounded with me and I started the course she does this thing called do it messy where she says don't even have everything in place just put it out there and see if anyone wants to do it and i think that's right when i'd started i was on your coaching call and i just emailed maybe four leads i'd had interest in 
and I said, I'm going to try this thing. It's called day rates. I'd love for you to be the first kind of guinea pig so you can give me feedback. And the benefit of it is you, rather than a website, say, would take you six to eight weeks normally, the actual hours, now that I'm fast, <laughs> is probably 30 hours. But it goes over eight weeks, if not more, because you make a change and then your client emails and says, oh, actually, can I see it different? And then they take two days to get back to you. And when you remove all of the email back and forth, you can complete it in three days. So it makes complete sense to me. And my target audience is busy juggling women who either have kids or other jobs and they are just juggling everything and they just want to get it done. <laughs> and then yes. on our coaching call, I couldn't come up with a name and you came up with my name, which is let's get shit done. <laughs> Literally was about to email those four leads and I put that in there. I was like, are you busy and you just want to get shit done? we can do it with these day rates. And all of them replied with, I really want to get shit done. So yes. it obviously sits with people when they're busy and trying to get things done. And the offer that you created for them to serve them and also to serve you, it's just, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so for me, I work really well with structure. Like I'm creative in many ways, but I like to see my weeks ahead. One, I can look at like two weeks ahead and think I've got four day rates booked in. I only book two in a week. And I also know exactly what I'm getting paid for that as well, because so I can budget better. So yeah, so I decided to offer everything. So my website price kit page was, hey, I do SEO web audits and SEO strategy, and I do websites, and I do graphic design and brand and logo and business cards. And I even had on there, you can pay the traditional way, or you can book my day rate way. Yes. And it was so much, I think, People must have been coming onto my site and thinking, well, I'm not sure what to do. And they didn't know really where to go. It could be really overwhelming when you go into someone's website and there's so many different offers and it's like too hard for my brain to compute. <laughs> yeah, even my contact form page. I was like, no wonder no one's filling it out. There's like 18 <laughs> options. Oh, God. <laughs> so then I booked in, we had your retreat in February and I just remember that brainstorming session. So we have that time where you have 20 minutes to just talk about your business. And I love working in day rates. It's such a buzz. And I've always worked really well under pressure. My dissertation at university, I think I was there the night before, all night finishing it. And I always work better relate. that way. <laughs> I just love it. And I said, no, oh, and I think it really suits my clients. I think if they understood what I was offering and you guys, you and Kat said, then just offer day rates. And my answer was, oh, but what if people don't want it? And I remember Kat calling out the back and said, well, then they're not your ideal clients. And it was like light bulb. And I was like, I should embrace this. I think I wasn't bold enough to do it. I kept thinking I want to make sure everyone wants to work with me when actually... Yeah, you wanted to make sure you had something for everyone, which then means it's just like the right people. It's not going to stand out to them. Exactly. Because all yeah. your messaging gets watered down, doesn't it? Because it's like, oh, well, I can do this, but then I can also do this and I can also do this. And every web designer works in a traditional way. There's very few around that do. There are definitely website design day rate people around, but it's a talking point when I meet. I can get what I do into any conversation wherever I am. <laughs> and they all find it so interesting that I do day rates, which then has made my messaging so easy. Like even all my socials now, it's just so simple. And it's not trying to sell any particular one thing. or It's literally, you've got me for a day and this is what we can achieve. So it's made everything easy to advertise, easy to attract customers. And said to you like the month, two months after the retreat, I had my first 10K month backed up by a 7K month. I've got two booked in this month as well. So even though I do a few things under the umbrella of it, I have one offer now. I have a day rate and that's it. <laughs> and it's also like, it's for your audience so much clearer, but it really comes from you as the business owner. And you can just tell when you're talking about it, you know, you're so clear, you love what it is because you love how it works for you. It makes so much sense for your client. And then that comes across in like 
filters through into all of your marketing, all of the way that you are selling through your social media or through your content and all that type of thing. It's just so much more powerful than when we're not super, super clear on what it is that we offer, what our message is, what makes us unique or different or better, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I find with, especially with web design, because there's not a lot of angles you can do on what you're doing. You know, everyone that builds websites, you know, most good web designers do SEO, do your user experience. So having an angle now, I found really good. And it is fun. It's such a buzz. And because I work normally with new business owners or people that have had a website they've built for years and want to redesign, they are so excited when we do it so quickly. And it's such a buzz. And also, like I did one for um, a speech pathologist. She'd just moved from Victoria to Cairns. And she really wanted to get started. So rather than being waiting four or five weeks, I said, oh, this will work great. I've got this new offer I'm doing called Day Rates. So we had a one-page website. So it's like one of those, it's like a business card online, but a long sales page. And it was a one-day job. And then within a week, she was getting inquiries from her new business. Oh, my So that's a really big win for people that are solopreneurs, small business owners, just... They're excited and passionate and they want their uh, stuff out there. And the alternative is, because I know we have students in the collective or other people I meet, they're like, oh no, I'm just waiting for my website. I'm just still waiting for my website. And I'm like, but you can start like going now, but it is really something to have that behind you and like out there and you can send people to. Yeah, that's Definitely. awesome, Rachel. And a lot of people, I find loads of my clients are perfectionists and they, they are funny about the way things are. So a lot of them want the website before they feel like they can launch or they've launched already and they're very, very stressed that they don't have the website yet. So it works well for them as well because um, during the day, rather than these email and feedbacks back and forth for weeks, we have a messenger going and they're not sitting there watching me work and they don't have to be available the whole time. I'll say something like, hey, girl, I'm going to do your homepage first, which is the big one because it sets up the structure for your site. So you've got a couple of hours and put your notifications on. So then they get a ding and I say, hey, I finished your homepage, what do you think? And they'll say, I just did one for Mel Finley who was on the retreat with us. And she said, oh, I'm not sure about that blue. I was like, oh, that's cool, I'll take it out now. So I took out the blue, resent it to her and boom, we're ready to go. And that would have been a week's turnaround in the old way. So I find my clients can then feel like they're almost collaborating and get to have their say rather than thinking, oh, I want it done. I don't want to send another change because it'll be another, it'll delay the website. You don't have that in a day, right? We just get it done. So I find that we're getting what people want really nicely during the day. Yeah. Rachel, I would love to chat about, so you've gone to more consistent revenue, which is amazing and you've had $60,000 or so in your first year yeah you're on track to beat that this year I'm already at that right now so I've still got two months to go I was very lucky my sister from England moved here in December so I basically took three months off so December January February I took off the whole school holidays so if I hadn't done that I think I would have definitely even more smashed it yeah so gonna beat the revenue from last year which is exciting I kind of forgot or just didn't even realize that you weren't comfortable marketing or videos because now when I look and see what you do and you create the most awesome videos on your Instagram and social media, what is working now, do you think, to connect with your clients? You sound like you're really, really good at networking, but yeah, what else is working there to bring you in and I guess help you have these more consistent revenue months? Yeah, it's definitely like kicking off. I was very lucky with the networking. I got talking to a girl and she was that exact. She's got disposable income, kids are at school, wants a business. And she then loved my work and told everyone. So I got a really good crew, like, but crew of clients. But then I thought once that runs out, the referrals on a guarantee which is why I was starting on the socials so yeah you know what video has changed everything and it's crazy because I was so nervous 
about being on there and I you now I mumble sometimes and I had the braces and I got crazy hair but I found it so easy once I actually put myself out there and I find it quick like I am that busy juggling mum too and I would try and craft these posts and pictures and I never could get it right whereas videos you can just be you and I found that's really worked for me and I've actually had a lot of customers that have come through they've been referred but then they've followed me on instagram and they've said you seem like so much fun on your reels like i want to work with you <laughs> so that's really good but yeah i think you can express yourself really well i do the reels obviously which i think give you your personality across a bit because you can be a bit of an idiot on there but even just regular videos where i'm about to start a sort of series on um how to use your design in your social media which is making sure you've got contrast right and you can explain that on the video yeah. so anyone that's scared of doing video I was there and now I love it and you just have to remember it doesn't have to be perfect like I only spend those reels I spend maybe 10 minutes max creating and if I make a bit of a mistake or the dog's in the background I just don't care and I just keep going exactly <laughs> and that's your audience as well like really who cares yeah because they're all it's nice us. to see it's real they're all real authentic women <laughs> so It'll be at the start of this episode and the end of this episode, but I'm doing an Instagram Reels challenge, like an actual Reels this time. <laughs> um, and it, it's the authentically real Instagram Reels challenge because I'm like, we can just be ourselves. We don't have to mime. We don't have to be someone we're not. We don't have to do things we're not comfortable doing. We can just be ourselves. We can have the dog in the background or the baby starts crying or whatever it might be, but we get to connect with our audience and share our voice and share like what lights us up, what we're into, what we care about, how we can serve our clients and get it out there and get it on the video because it is like such a powerful tool and really the way that Instagram is kind of going and a lot of a lot of it's all video I guess marketing yeah Yeah. and you know I found the most from that is you become relatable so rather than being a faces I have clients where I go there Instagram or because I say on their website I need a picture of you and they're like oh we don't put pictures of ourselves up I was like but I looked at your Instagram and I don't even know that you're a person you could be a fake company and you, you like get into relatable. the modern marketing collective because I would not let them do that I love that you're saying that though like get yourself in there like who are you who is behind this business yeah because there's so much traffic coming at you online and once you've got a related like all my posts that I do about your website it's about people buy from people and they want to relate to the person they're buying from so yeah the I definitely think that'll be a good one to do like I even put my I have a puppy and I didn't get any work done so I did a reel I was like any (laughs) small business owners out there that have got like a hundred things on their to-do list and they're playing with their puppy instead and then someone's like yes I do that and then you create the conversation and yeah do you have it because we were talking about your lead magnet at the retreat I yes so I've got those up on my website now finally that's actually what I did in Bali I finally got a charger and I thought all my clients think I don't have my laptop I hope none of them are listening yeah So I spent two days and wrote my welcome sequence and got my lead magnet and a low paid offer on my website, which now have an automatic email that goes out. Amazing. You are so good at implementing, Rachel. Like, really. Yeah, I found, you know, I think after years, I ran that company for years. So I've done small business, any kind of issue could have come up with. You know, if we wanted to make more money, we would invest in a really good wood chipper. (laughs) You know, it's a massive investment, but then we'd see the results. So I always had in my head, I've got to invest in myself. It's why I went on the retreat straight away. It's why I've booked this other retreat, because you're investing in your own business. And I've just seen huge improvements in my consistent clients and marketing just from working on my own business so it's easy to put it off but 
very important. <laughs> so Rachel came to my last retreat and she's coming back for the next retreat as well. And I've made <laughs> yes. this like a extended four day, three night, and we're doing three different workshop series and so it is booked exciting. out now and it's oh, just yay. for our members. Do you want to just give a little insight into what it's like coming to those retreats? I know sometimes like it can feel maybe a little bit intimidating, but yeah, what was it like for you and what did you get out of it? Yeah, I loved it. And I co-work with a design group I'm in and it's one of my favorite parts of the week because I'm talking to people. And the same reason I like your coaching calls. So I was so excited about meeting other business owners. But yeah, you always get, I was a bit like, oh, they're going to be friendly. Is it going to be like, do I have to have like a whiskey before I go in? <laughs> but everyone was so friendly and it was just lovely. So I loved how we had the group, when we got there and we had a glass of wine and a catch up and a chat and then the two separate houses and you got chatting to the people walking back and forth. And it was so um, easy and so much to do that you didn't get a chance to think, oh, am I nervous being here? Because you're either chatting or you're on one of the workshops. And I make you work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right, next thing we're doing this. Which I loved. And one of my feedbacks was, I'd love it if you had the extra day because I had so much in my head and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go home and the kids are going to be all over me and I'm going to forget all this. So I'm very excited about that third day to, and just sit because the workshops were structured, which was great because we all worked through what we needed for our business. But to have that last day where we can just chat yes. to each other what are you know, doing oh great. is that what you're doing that'd be great for me too and that kind of yes thing. i don't look forward to that yeah really good so i'd love to hear rachel what have been some of the challenges that you've experienced because you've had such an amazing business growth and you're such a go-getter like you're thirsty to learn you implement what have been challenges along the way that and this might be anything that has come up for you or trying to make this work with with your I know that you're still working a little bit with your your family's business like with the business you and your husband have or whatever it might be or what are some challenges that you yeah, have along I, had, the way? I reckon across the board the big one to start with one was me was boundaries which was always hard with the last business because I've got the young kids and what I love about this business, and now that I put value in what I do, oh, because remember we were talking earlier how it took me 60 hours to do a website and I charged 1200 My day rate is 1500 a day, but you get your website in three days, which it would cost you six grand whether you did it that way or not. But by doing these day rates, the boys know I have two days a week where I'm going to be working when they get home from school. But the other days, as soon as the kids are home from school, laptop down, I try very hard not to work at night now, but if I am backed up or flat out, I wait till they're in bed and then I get out. So having that because you don't want your kids looking at you the back of your head on a laptop all the time. It was a real big thing for me. So that was a challenge in getting your head around that and having the guilt and trying to make it work. But I also talk to my children a lot about, you know, you're very lucky that your mum gets to work for herself and we can go on, go see my family in England and we can do all this stuff because I can work from anywhere. And I bought them a boost and it wasn't a big enough one. And I was like, you better be grateful for that because I paid for it. And they actually said, dad paid for it because he's at work. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> and I was like, mommy works differently. You just don't exactly. see it. Exactly. So I think them seeing it's it's both of us working. You iron that out. I've got a lot of friends that have started their business and they're still juggling that in that first year like I did, but then it's all good now. The other thing I found, yeah, because I do run my husband's company. So we've got a manager in who does a lot of the operations work, but I do all the accounts and, and that kind of thing. And I probably do maybe half a day to a day a week now. but getting out of the mindset of my husband would ring and say, oh, I need you to do this right now and literally drop everything because we need it for our big company. And now that I'm working on my own business, I will say to him, no, I'm busy and today. And making the yeah. money. I'm like, actually the breadwinner me. now, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> 
So having that confidence in what I'm doing and to say, no, no, my work's just important as your work. And that took me a real while because I'd do everything and then I'd just work crazy hours at night. Oh, Rachel, that is so big. I'd love you to like talk about that a little bit more because I think this happens to so many people. And I know like I've chatted with women and yeah, they're kind of like, oh, I'm just going to go off and do my little thing or I'm just going to go and work on like they don't even call it their business sometimes because they feel like they can't because maybe it's not earning that much money yet. But it's like you've got to share kind of the vision of where you know it's going to go and have that conviction and just be like, I'm putting in the hours now to get it to where it's going to be. But it's I think it could be really hard when maybe you're not earning as much or, or even if it's nothing to do about the money, but just being like, and it is like a home business, whereas maybe your partner's going out to work somewhere else. So it feels more legitimate. If you're a service provider, it's it's intangible what you do. And that was yeah. always a big issue with my <laughs> husband and I, because he would, you know, go out and cut out, cut down a tree and someone would pay us for that. <laughs> so that's a very tangible service yeah. you're giving. And he'd sort of say, I don't, I'd get sometimes, oh, so you didn't get around to cleaning the house today. I was like, you can get right out. <laughs> We've got to clean. You have no idea. And he's just ignorant in a nice way to the point that they don't understand what you do. So he's really, I mean, this is from years ago. He's very good now understanding that I am doing actual work. But even in the early days of this business, I wouldn't have the income straight away. But I was aware that I'm not going to get that income if I don't set the foundations of my business up, right? And he just could, he's like, oh, have you not invoiced anything this week? I'm like, no, but look at these two amazing resources I've created to put on my website. I think it's all about being confident in your own business and your own value. Like, I, I love what I do and I know my clients are so happy. And I actually did a post the other week saying whenever you're feeling like this, like your business isn't good enough or you've got imposter syndrome, go back and read your reviews and see how much value you give your clients. And it is a job and it is a business. So. Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing that. And did you, like, how did you find it when he would, and this is not about your husband, by the way, this is about, I think, just just many relationships and I can totally relate. And it's like, you know, I, I work at home and so often if something needs to be done with my family or there's a favor to be asked, it's like, oh, well, I'll ask Emily because she's got the flexibility. I'm like family first, family first. It's super, super important to me as I know it is you and everyone, but also it's like, oh crap, but you know, I've got, this is a work day for me. Um, what did you find that you would maybe say to your partner, to your husband, or, or what have you found works now? Or has he kind of, I guess you've helped him understand a little bit more, but yeah, what was it that you would say to him and how has that changed now? I actually, I mean, this is earlier, I guess, with our business when he would say things like, if the you know, because I'm home, why am I not doing the washing or something? And I was like, well, I can quit one. I can either be your cleaner or I can run your business. So I can't be both. So we either hire a cleaner or you hire a manager. Like, and and he, uh, it, yeah, it definitely takes him a while to sort of understand what you're doing. But I would very much just be, yeah, I have a lot of friends and clients that still struggle with this and they... They just, yeah, trying to think how it works for me. I'm very lucky, I think, because we've been working together for so long. So, for example, he needed something for his company, um, and we're but we're building a tiny house at the moment, and my work is paying oh my for the invoices God. for it. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I can do this for you right now, but that means I'm not going to finish this website job, which means I'm not going to invoice this for another three days probably. And if you want me to cover the costs for this next build part, like the plumber bills come in. So, and um, and sort of making them realize that, yeah, you can prioritize yourself and their stuff doesn't have to come first. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is what I've said, I think, on some of our coaching calls, but I've said, you know, what about we say as well, like, okay, well, it's like, oh, what are you doing or what have you done today? Or 
whatever it might be. It's like, well, I'm making money. You know, I'm just going to go now like, oh, can you do this? Well, actually right now I'm just making money. It's like, sometimes I like to say that, or it's like, yeah, actually talking about specifically, well, no, today I've got two coaching calls with my clients or whatever it might be, like giving that detail. Cause I think it, it, it like you said, it's, it's quite intangible. And, um, and I think in the earlier days as well, it's even harder. And then as I guess we have that proof and that traction and we see some of those results coming in, maybe it kind of helps in a way, but um, yeah, it's certainly interesting. And that's hard Just when you start navigating. Out and you're not making that money to then you're trying to say, to, you know, this is my business, but you don't have that, that uh, result yet so that's really tough and I've been through that and luckily on the other side of it now but yeah that's a tough one yeah and I think it's remembering you know businesses take several years to get up and going and and most people start a business because they know it's a good idea right you wouldn't have started it if you didn't think it was a good idea so just keep bring yourself back to that and remind yourself you're doing it for a reason and I have like a lot of I've got some wonderful clients that are trying to be financially independent they've had maybe a breakup or you know something bad happened and they're doing this to become financially independent and it's so important to see the back line and they're undercharged because they just want to get it going and yeah I hate seeing that and <laughs> yeah yeah you'll be able to bring all your experiences and lessons to your clients too which is awesome <laughs> so anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share any gems that you'd like to share things that you've learned anything that I haven't asked you oh there's one more struggle I came across which I reckon lots of people would and I had a terrible client it was more just miscommunication and I was early days doing the day rates and I knew it wasn't going to be a good fit. I could tell that it wouldn't suit them. They weren't someone that would work well on that kind of day. And I did it anyway for the income. And I had misgivings the whole time and we kicked off and they still didn't really know what they wanted. So I felt like I was just sort of winging it. So two lessons learned. One is you know red flags in your gut. If you know it's not right, pass up the income because it's just going to be detrimental to you and you're going to lose money and stress and time fixing whatever it was anyway but from that bad experience is how i then set my whole email sequence that goes to them before our day rate starts now and then mel's a bit of my guinea pig of what we need to do but i'll have like a welcome kit that says this is how the day will work and it'll only work if you give me feedback we will only achieve certain amount of things if it's flowing and if you fill out my brief and all this stuff. And I didn't have that before. I was kind of just like having a chat on the phone and then we were starting the day. So for any business owner I've met had that difficult customer, but try and see the positives in it rather than the negatives. I've had them and it gives you so many learnings and helps you put in those processes and sometimes boundaries that we didn't have before. And we only learned that, I think, through having those difficult situations. Yeah, definitely. Like I fired this client halfway through through the day and refunded her it was so like she changed her brief halfway through the day to something completely different and I was like I can't change yes. it it's the only way to become a better business owner is to experience those things and then improve your processes from that and know that it's not just you we all go through these things it happens to everyone yeah a good old chat Rachel what would you say to anyone thinking about joining the collective as well you find ones that suit you so well and it's such a friendly community and I got very hung up on my magnetic message as you know because <laughs> I didn't know what I was offering for and now it's I help small business owners achieve the perfect vision for their website in days not weeks 
And now I have it. It took so long to get to that. It's a tricky one. But then once you have it, exactly. I knew about value propositions where you have your prop, what you sold for people, but the way you explained it was so easy to understand why it's important. And now I'm on to my, my office suite and I'm doing the ecosystem yes. one. And now I'm looking forward to it. And I just love how it's self-paced as well. I've joined courses where it's not. And then um, I just haven't got around, haven't the time to do it. So even though I'm behind, I'll be signing up for my second year so I can keep working through it. Um, we all love what we do, but we all love to impart yes. what we think. So I love how yes. when people ask a question, I like jump in and give mine yes. you know, a little bit of advice and I receive advice back and I love all that. Oh, it's so good. It's a beautiful community. And I love having you as part of it, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on Yay. here. Where can Thanks everyone go me. to find you? I have a Facebook page, but I'm not really on there. I tend to just push Instagram to it. So you can find me on Instagram at racheljane under slash design and you can laugh at my reels. And uh, my website's just rachelljane.co and I have a full adventure theme across my website, which I love. So I find it's a fun one to navigate. So good. And we'll pop those links under this episode so you can go ahead and click them right from the episode. So thank you so much, Rachel. And I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks at our next retreat. Yes, can't wait. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by my free online masterclass, why your marketing isn't making you sales and what to do about it. You'll learn how to get heard and seen in this noisy online world and stop being invisible. How to fill your audience with the right people. People who will love your content and will actually buy your products, services, or programs. And how to consistently turn your followers into raving customers without being fake or salesy. This free masterclass is perfect if you're about to launch your business or you're a small business owner. Register now at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.